This podcast contains spoilers, explicit language, and is not meant for anyone younger than 13. Do not harass any of the names mentioned in this episode. A college student falls in love with a mysterious person who may be more beast than man. Love still triumphs as two children are born with a choice they must make in John vs. Wolf Children. Hey, welcome back to John vs. Film, and today we are taking a look at a beautiful piece of art, and I'm not even joking, this is legitimately a very, very well-made movie, Uh, a beautiful movie, just overall. Uh, And a movie, of course, if you read the title, is Wolf Children, a 2012 anime movie directed by, of course, Mamoru Hosoda. This is going to be the last one for the month. If as long as me going to see Bell pans out like I planned it to. And it is ran by Mamoru Hosoda and Satoko, Satoko Okadera. You know, I, again, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. I tried to Google the pronunciation, but that didn't work out at all. But yeah, what to say about this movie is that. It is such a beautiful piece of art, like I said. And we're just going to go straight into it, to the things I like about this. And the first point I've written down is the tragic romance between Hana and Wolfman. Like, the woman, the well, I said, I almost said the Wallmans. The Wallmans. I guess I have to talk like Elmer Fudd now. The the Walmans for the movie has a doesn't star any wascally wabbits. No, no, I'm not doing that. No, but legit though, their relationship at the beginning of the movie it's very, very well done. It is like first of all, there's a very good chemistry between the two characters. You really get to see their relationship form in such a short period of time. And just how it ends with the Wolfman dying is so heartbreaking. And how, and then also in the movie, how he like, he dies in his wolf form and he's not even given, you know, a respected, like any respect, you know burying or anything he because he died as a wolf he was thrown away discarded is so devastating to be just thrown away you know as trash you know and just for hana to see that is such a heartbreaking outcome to what was to be a very you know lovely romance between the two you know as they you know, got together and had two kids, you know, and yeah, 
it's so beautiful very well done and such a heartbreaking tragic ending to that romance and speaking of hana their care like her character and her children uh let me look it up real quick it's yuki and ame they are very empathetic characters you can really relate to them they are very well written they are very dynamic and just to point out hana the character of hana this is what a strong female character is she is definitely what i would consider a strong female character because no she's not a bodybuilder no she's not gonna be like i don't need no man no i'm sorry for that i am i apologize for that wow that was but you know the stereotype like i don't need no man or the you know all that you know it's not the fake strong girl stuff but i'm talking about like a strong character in general because what she goes through so much hardship in this movie but yet she is able to overcome them you know all the trials that she goes through in this movie and comes out with a smile on her face even if it's to be a front for her children she fights so many battles for her children you really empathize with hana that that's like the pivotal thing with this movie is that you really empathize with her you really see her struggle having to deal with not only being a single mother of two children with no job but having these children be werewolves and it's like you can relate to her you know as a single mother just you know taking care two care <clears throat> taking care of two kids by herself alone yet having that challenge you know additional challenge on top you know of them being werewolves like we get to see the bonus challenges like you're essentially also taking care of two little puppies at the same time it is like you know we get that scene where i'm sorry i'm horrible with names yuki 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 gets sick you know and she rushes her to clinic but she is at a crossroads is like wait a minute do, do I take her to the clinic? Do I take her to the vet? What do I do? You know, like, thankfully she turned out fine, but that was definitely like, a, what do I do? You know, because she has to do what's right for her children, but being a, such a complicated, like, mess, like a situation where she has to not only. Th- like decide what's best for her children. We're to see. She also gonna realize, like, wait a minute. Well, even going to someone to see, you know, my daughter actually be safe for them. You know, and she had to like shove away, you know, government workers because in Tokyo and had to deal with other landlords. You know, like okay, so like with the apartment tenants. But just having to take care of her children and like uh and the government workers you know who want to see them but she's so worried like what if they turn to werewolves like you 
because you're there from the beginning, you really just empathize with her character. You understand that this is not an easy situation. And the fact that she's able to overcome them and still put a smile in front of her kids is so is so like my goodness like I, I, I I'm kind of speechless but empowering I guess is the word you know it's just a very empowering to see you know her do that and you know we also see that she has gone through ghost calls of people finding out that she you know her children are werewolves and of course you also understand that she doesn't know what to do with the werewolf children. She's a human. And the only other person who did know, unfortunately, passed away. It's just... Wow. And of course, it's so like... It's also a very heartwarming story. You know, seeing... Because it's not like you just see a moment of her, you know, their lives. You get to see these kids grow up from being babies to you know, going into junior, like junior high is it? Middle school, essentially for us in the West, you know, going to middle school at that age, you know, so we see the kids grow up in this short period of time. And it is, you know, and seeing who they become and how they started, it's a very rewarding experience, you know, and you get to see their own anxieties, their what their own interests, you know, how they deal with others. And if they decide if they want to be human or if they want to be more like a wolf, you know, and of course she asks them that when they're kids, you know, very little kids, but she's kind of saying that she's just like asking is like more of a rhetorical question because she's more, she's like thinking of maybe I should move I think it's, you know, safe for, for them to move, like for them to move, you know, to the countryside where nobody's around and where they could be able to choose who they want to be because they can't do that in Tokyo. You know, and she also is traumatized from the events of her husband and how he passed away it is their family dynamic and just seeing the single mother raise these two werewolf children is truly such a heartwarming experience and one that gets you emotional like here's the thing okay i only seen this movie once before i watched it for this episode and i actually stayed up late watching it and i got very invested again and the reason i you know, didn't watch it more than I did Summer Wars or A uh, Girl Who Left Through Time. And I own it on Blu-ray. You know, I had it on Blu-ray for a while, so that's how I watched it the first time, is that I own it. I remember watching it and just being... So, it emotionally broke me, this movie. And those characters, they definitely sell it. They sell this very emotional you know journey this growing you know coming of age journey and this story of a single mother 
And to also help sell this, at, you know, the emotions and all this is the art and animation. It is, from what I've seen, this is Mamoru Hosoda's best work. By far none. Like, the background art is beautiful and very brick. And the art in, in general is breathtaking. And while we got the more comedic bit, like, in the previous movies I talk about, Summer Wars and The Girl Who Loves Her Time, you get those comedic bits, you know, there. But not in this movie. In this movie, there's not so much of those comedic bits because this is not a comedy. There's, yes, there's funny moments and maybe some exaggerated, you know, comedic face here, faces here or there, but they're not super exaggerated. They're not cartoonishly exaggerated or even as exaggerated as they were in the previous movies I talked about. A lot of the animation, especially with the face, you know, there's very subtle and well done animation. Like when Hana and the Wolfman first slept together, we don't really see the eyes or anything, but just her subtle head movements and how the hair moves. It's it helps tell the story. And so it, it's powerful like the animation can be powerfully subtle as I play it. But it but another very but even when it's not subtle, it's still very powerful and breathtaking. Like, and it's just in simple acts. Like when she takes her kids out to the forest in the mountains when it's winter and they play in the snow together, it, it, it's just something that tugs on the heartstrings of just, and it makes you smile. It, it makes you smile. This is like. There could have been easily like a comedic moment, but no, this is just a heartwarming scene of them playing in the snow, them running, you know, and that's right before we get that very traumatic moment where uh, Ame, you know, almost drowns and almost, you know, you know, legitimately scares the crap out of Hana. You know, Hana thought she was going to lose her child just like she lost her husband. Well, actually, we don't know if they got married legally, but her her love, you know, the father of her children. It's just this movie artistically and visually sells the emotional moments so well with the cinematography. <coughs> Sorry, I'm recording this right after the Girl Who Loves Through Time episode, so, you know, my cough is still here. Hi! <laughs> but, again, I, I just can't... Un, I can't undersell this, like, how truly fantastic this movie is. And the story is very well-crafted, very well-paced as well. That's another point. As we get to really see... You know, like, first of all, how they were managed to, you know, go through, you know, their stories, you know, in such a long period of time, in a short amount of time. Like, this movie's an hour and 50 minutes. And how they managed to get 10 years, like 11 years plus within this time span. And it's done so well. You get these chapters in their lives fleshed out 
very well. It is such a well-crafted story. Like, legit. I am... Like, I don't think... Like, the writing is just... It's so on point here. And the pacing as well. And to go back to my last point with the art and animation, I gotta put in cinematography as well. There's this one scene where they show a passage of time by going through the elementary school grades, you know, class by classroom, you know, with each class, you know, representing a grade. And that's how we get to the position of time from when Yuki first started elementary school and when Ame first started elementary school to near the end of their time at elementary school. Well, mostly Ame's end of time when he started to just skip and that. And yeah, it's just very well done. Oh, and I forgot to mention with the art animation, I absolutely love the art for the uh, cabin, like, or I'm sorry, the house that they buy in the mountains, the forest, the mountains. It's just so good, so well made. Tokyo's fine, and no complaints there, but the movie visually just becomes so much more when they're in the nature, you know, more in that nature. Or at least maybe that's me, maybe that's personal bias because I grew up in the countryside. So, Maybe I have more of a nostalgic feeling of, you know, woods and being in an older house and all that. I have more of a nostalgic attachment. That That is probably a bias of mine. But even then, it's just, it is so well done. And my last point, I just had to, it just, it's a summary of everything. This is just an absolutely beautiful movie all around. And it, it's it's going to make you feel emotions throughout this. It is a very emotional, impactful movie. And I'm going to say this. this Wolf Children is, you know, up there with the best of Studio Ghibli in terms of quality and art. It's truly... It's probably one of my favorite movies. Because, like... Even though I talk a lot about you know action movies, I really love action movies. I also love these heartwarming stories. I love these dramas. You know, I'm a movie buff, and this is just a very well crafted movie. I I can't put into enough words or do this movie enough justice, really, to just say how absolutely beautiful the movie is. I like seriously if you somehow stick by this you know listening to me gush about this movie and not seeing it first of all how dare you let me spoil the movie for you shame on you second of all go on Amazon or online and find this movie you know let me see how much it is on Amazon because it might be delisted which that would be a crying shame like I gotta look this up. Uh, on, like, legit, you need to watch this movie. You can, f- you can watch it on Funimation. All right, there's that. So you can watch it on Funimation. It's not available on Prime Video. Uh. I'm sorry, I'm doing this on the fly, but I just kind of realized 
wow, this movie is really beautiful. I, I just want to see how much it's going for, you know, for like it's Blu-ray or uh, Wolf Children DVD. We'll, we'll just say DVD. No, they don't. What? No way. Oh my god. Okay, we're going to look for Blu-ray. Okay, I found it on Blu-ray. Blu-ray, it's... Okay, it's still very decent. You can still get it for about 27 bucks on Blu-ray and 20 bucks DVD. Okay. But if you want, you know, a special edition one, that's like 42 bucks. What I'm saying this at the time of recording, if, just go buy it and watch it. Seriously, to me, you you will not regret watching this beautiful piece of art, okay? So there's that. This I should change those, you know, from the things I like to the things I love because this I, I love this movie. But unfortunately, unfortunately, this is called John versus Film, and I have to talk about the things I dislike or critic or my personal criticisms. And there's five, I had to match the five, you know, with the five dislikes with the five loves. And I actually did write a note here on my notes that says, you know, after I dislike such criticisms, or I say, AKA being a heartless monster, because it legit, it's just, the thing is, what I'm going to rattle on my dislikes, these are very, very minor in the grand scheme of things, because this is, beyond a perfect movie like a 12 out of 10 just it's so artfully and masterfully well done but anyway unfortunately again for me and you and just everybody in the world i have to talk about what i dislike first one i'm gonna have to say the 3d background characters at the beginning of the movie in tokyo i understand that's more of a that was probably done for budgetary reasoning but at the same time, it, it felt just a bit distracting from the rest of the gorgeous art, and it didn't. And again, with my episode of Girl Who Loves Her Time, I mentioned this, you know, the distinction between realism and believability. While these, you know, 3D models aren't realis- realist, like, well, realistical, they're not exactly believable. Like, I guess... 2012, it was different. Technology was different. I guess as the movie ages, that certain part, you know, the use of 3D animation in this 2D film hasn't aged as well. It's more like, it's a l- slightly distracting. Now, my next point, um, if you're a furry, listen to my podcast, you might want to turn out, turn off for this because I got to mention that it was kind of questionable for Hana to be sleeping with a wolf man. No, no, I'm not talking about him being a man who transforms to a wolf. I don't mean that. I'm talking about when he is half man, half wolf. When he's when she's like distinctively having the lovemaking with the, the half wolf, half human side. You know that that's a more of like I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, 
even though I don't really have a problem with it. <laughs> That's the thing. I I put it on the list because I kind of had to mention that it's like it's a little weird, but I don't care. I don't care because this is a very well done movie and that scene is very beautiful and just, see that's not even a dislike or criticism. I just put on there just because I had to mention it. I had to mention that <laughs> it's just slightly weird. But the thing is, again, I I can brush that aside easily because that scene, you know, where they have intercourse for the first time. And also, by the way, it's not graphic, but. Actually, you know, what is the rating of this movie? I got, it's a PG rating, so, you know, it's not graphic, but I actually kind of question the PG. It might be, you know, PG-13. I would have to say this movie's just a little on the PG-13. I don't know. Maybe that's what you mean. But I, I just had to mention that moment where Hana is making out with the werewolf. It's weird, but Honestly, it's not even just like a criticism, you know, because that scene is very well beautiful, you know, very well made, very beautiful. Just, ah, uh. see, this is why it's under the, I changed the section to being a heartless monster section, as you can tell. But anyway, uh, on my next point, okay, this one, this point, this is actually a legit criticism. I watched the Japanese version for this episode, and that's what I'm doing for this month, or what I'm going to try to do. Bell might be the exception. I'm waiting to see if IMAX tickets go live. And again, I, I want to see, like, or near me, I should say. And I'm going to wait to see what happens there. So no promises on Bell, whether I see that dub or sub. But anyway, I watched the Japanese version, and... I want to say the voice acting is truly well done. Very, very well done. I, but this is a legit criticism I do have with the movie. Is that the voices for Hana and... I keep forgetting their names. I am so sorry. I am horrible with names. Ame. <laughs> with Yuki and Ame. Or just when... Like, later on in elementary school, when they're like 9, 10, 11 years old, they just seem, they sound too mature. They sound like they're at least in high school. It, it That part's a bit too distracting. I mean, again, in the movie, you know, I gotta give a little sec. You know, in terms of the movie, this is the part where the, the two characters are maturing. But at the same time, and also design-wise, again, they do legit look like you know, older elementary school children. But I have to say, their voices don't, you know, and that just goes, you know, for all the characters around this age, they sound too much like they're in high school. Oh, and it's a little distracting a bit. I, I just have to mention it because everything else is legitimately great. Um, but I don't know. I, I question the decision to age the voices up significantly like that. I, I was. I think it could have benefited a bit more with more younger voices. They just seemed a bit too mature for you know being ten and eleven. That's just me. Maybe that's just me. Maybe somebody else has a problem with that. Let me know in the comments below if you're 
listening to this on YouTube. My second to last point for the Heartless Monster section is the 3D vehicles. Now, <laughs> this is such a minor one. And, you know, I should have... If I put this with the 3D background characters, like I easily could have, you know, I would not have five points. But anyway, the 3D vehicles in later on in the movie, like the bus, when we see that, it's it can be a little bit distracting at times. Just like you got a lot of, you know, very well-made art, you know, just put in with a 3D model. But the 3D model just kind of put in it. It just like it feels very disconnected. Again, I, I'm sure that's that might have been done for budgetary reasons. But at the same time, I gotta admit, it was very, it was a little distracting. And my final point is something I mentioned before: is that after, well, last thing I dislike is that the film left me emotionally broken when I first watched it. I mean, I gotta tell you this: the first time I watched it. I watched it the Easter morning, and it was back when I was living in an apartment with a couple of my roommate, a couple of roommates, and I had to go to an Easter party at my family's house, and I was just so sad during the party. Like, I, it was a mistake for me to watch it that morning and then go to the party because I was emotionally dev like broken. That was such a heart tug feelsy movie and my mom asked me if i was okay i had to just explain and say yeah I, I just watched the movie where i had to you know where i thought a lot it wasn't because i watched a movie that made me legitimately teary-eyed like again it was more of like i'm trying to hide my you know emotions but at the same time i i just just like no, I'm not okay. This movie was beautiful. It made me feel emotions, and I am going to cry, you know? I mean, not right now, but <laughs> at the time, it's just like, my goodness. I It was legitimately watching art that made me tear it up, and that's the reason why I only needed to watch it that once to be, like, so invested into this movie. It's, like, so even that last point, that's not even a criticism. That's just a that is very much a personal experience. I didn't like how I was just so depressed, you know, during the Easter, you know, party, you know, or Easter gathering, you know, after watching it. But anyway, that's my thoughts on the movie. And like Girl Who Left Her Time, I'm going to do the John vs. Critic part right now because I'm recording these back to back. Because I, I don't have a lot of time to record this week or the the rest of this month to get these episodes out. But anyway, this is by the way, I'm just gonna say everything every to everybody who gave this movie like one star review on IMDB and other platforms, you have a heart three sizes too small. I'm not saying you don't have a heart. I'm just saying it's three sizes too small. And as you can probably tell, I'm recording this in December <laughs> with that reference. But anyway, this review is called I Should Sue All the People Here Who Said This Was Good. And it was written to us by PillyFB1092. And it was written 
uh, back in February of 2016. So what does Pilly say about the movie? Well, they go on and say, if I could sue people here who are sure that this was a good film, I would. Well, here's the thing. If you sue me, I will countersue you for being a, a meanie. Yeah. How you like that? Sue you for being a meanie. Also for trying to deface this beautiful piece of work. I, I get it. Opinions are subjective. You know, everybody's entitled to opinions, but some people's opinions are objectively wrong. Let's face it. And I think this is one of those. Like this review is, I think is objectively wrong. But anyway, they go on and say, but I recognize the storyline and graphics. Well, well, okay. Well, first of all, graphics, that that's more of a video game term. This ain't a video game. This is a movie. <laughs> like graphics are more so for describing the visuals of video games. That's that's the terminology there. Animation is what you're looking for, or art style, graphics. All right, but anyway, they they go and say, "But I recognize the storyline, landscape, were good." Well, if they were good, why is it a one out of ten? All right, well you know what. You know what? Well, first of all, you said it was good, so you gotta sue yourself as well. Sorry, I don't. I don't make the rules. Apparently, you do though, or you wish you could. But you, we just found a loophole where you're gonna be suing yourself. I don't think it's worth it. But anyway, uh. They go on and say, but this movie is a total waste of time. How dare you? It's like, seriously, how dare you say this? I'm going to be so defensive about this movie. Guys, I'm sorry, but legit, I got to defend this movie really bad. It's a just, ugh. Anyway, also, like, this is slander, especially if you like good endings. Some good and others sad, but good. That's what they say. And first of all, that is a good ending. That The ending, by the way, I'm just going to tell you, is good. Because the mother, Hana, she lets her children grow up. It was time for them to leave the nest. You know, that's part of their story. And she has to, like, accept, you know, it was time to let go. You know, it was sad, but at the same time, it's it was a happy ending. Because it's not like they're, you know, gone forever. You know, like they will never come back. I mean, maybe, maybe Ame, but at the same time, he's still in the mountains and she hears her him howling, you know, in the woods, you know. So it's not like, again, it's more like if you really watch it, it's just it's a happy movie. It gets a happy ending, I should say. A sad but happy. <laughs> at the same it's weird to describe. Like it's sad to see them go, but at the same time it's it is a good and at like in the grand scheme it is the happy ending. It is it's the birds are leaving the nest and making their own paths and lives and the mother accepting that fact. But anyway, <laughs> 
The review goes on and says, I couldn't be more disappointed than what I am. If I could say with words how awful it was, you can't. Want to know why this movie was not awful? So there are no words that you can describe with this movie to say that it's awful. It's like, legitimately, it's part of the English language, and I'm sure the Japanese language, where you cannot put wolf children and words to describe awfulness in the same sentence without the word not. As in, this was not an awful movie. But anyway, sorry. Again, I should be more open-minded, but it's hard. I got it. Like, mm, 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 mm. it's hard. I'll try. Uh, and uh, and like, but of course they're gonna try to say. They said was beautiful how hardworking the mother of the two kids was, but she lacks many things, and the result of her lacking was what happened in the end. What? <laughs> What was that a sentence? That was not a sentence. Wait, wait, wait. Well, first of all, I I appreciate that you mentioned that something in this movie was beautiful. But again, you gave this movie a 1 out of 10 star. I'm going to roast the crap out of this review. But anyway, she lacks many things and the result is her lacking was what happened in the end. Like... Okay, are you talking about how she raised them, or just the lack of knowledge? I mean, I'm just... I don't think you've raised werewolves as children. I mean, granted, I've never raised werewolves as children, and I I would love to meet someone who has raised a werewolf as a child. But, yeah, she kind of... It's kind of like not an easy thing to learn, like, yeah... There's not a how to raise your werewolf child for dummies. Doesn't that book kind of is not there. Anyway, the review goes on and says, I don't understand why they had to decide what they wanted to be if they were both things. Well, they're, they're not things. They're people. You know, they were humans and wolf at the same time. Why did they, why did the boy leave her mother to take care of the woods? Because he wanted to. That that was that was his path. And he was a disobedient kid with no respect for her mother and her sister. False. That is objectively wrong. If he had no respect for his mother, he would not have listened to her the first time. Because in the movie, she you know tells him, No, you're not doing that. And he actually does. Throughout the movie, he's shown, you know, great respect for, you know, his mother, you know, as since a little kid, you know, he was very much the outsider, quiet kid. His life, you know, path in life was to be in nature, to be a wolf. That's why he, his heart, you know, his heart felt like, you know, he was supposed to be, you know, and that was his... <laughs> That was his choice. You know. And the thing was. like You gotta think. To a certain point. The mother keeping Ame. You know there. Was part of her selfishness. That she did not want to let go. When it was time to let go. 
but and for the record like the mother was you know generally fine you know with him you know trying to explore his path you know it just became a point where she was just worried for his safety and but didn't understand that is just that he is now at a part of his life where he needs to leave the nest. But again, he was not disrespectful to the mom because if he was, again, he would have left from the get-go. Like, after, like he wouldn't have stayed for as long as he did. And when it came to the sister, that was just sibling rivalry. Like, you gotta say... The thing was, it wasn't a one-sided, you know, argument. It's just that these two characters, at this point, you know, in their lives, they had two different viewpoints, and they could not understand the other's, you know, way of life or their viewpoint. Ame could not understand why Yuri, or, yeah, Yuki, I'm sorry. Yuki wanted to be a human, and Yuki, vice versa, didn't understand why Ame wanted to be a wolf, you know? So it was just those budding ideologies and just a sibling rivalry, a sibling disagreement, you know, between werewolves. So it got chaotic, I will admit that, you know, but it's just that those two beliefs, you know, to think that the sibling had to conform to the other sibling's side. That was the point of conflict. They were both right but wrong at the same time. Awesome. Anyway, the mother did not didn't know how to control and uh, control, educate, nor discipline her kids, and in the end she just lost both. Of course, people here may say she was a good mother and the message was beautiful. Okay, well, you know what? First of all, didn't you know, they know how to control or educate or discipline. I think they turned out pretty fine kids. I'll do say. I mean, other than the one scene where they had a fight, she thought them. You know, you know, and there's just moments where your kid's gonna be disappointed. You know, she had to like put on the tightrope. You know, where it's just like discipline and punishment. She did not punish her kids, I would say, but she her parenting style was different. She was, you know, more like she didn't want to punish them if they did something wrong. She wanted to educate them um, to being to try to lead them. And no, no one parent's going to be perfect. I, I don't know. Who, like, there is no parent that's just going to be perfect. That's going to be able to, you know, always control, always know the right thing to do always know when to discipline not one parent knows everything but Hana did her best and legitimately her kids turned out fine and also she didn't lose them it was more so it was time for them to leave to that and also by the way Yuki's just going to middle school like it's not like she's not going to visit. She didn't lose her child. It just happened that, you know, because where they live, you know, the school 
is like two hours away, so it just made more sense for her to live in a dorm. But anyway, it's like a kid going to college. It's not like the kid can't go back. It's not like, oh, you're leaving the house forever. I will never see you again. Bye. No, like, what's that? You know, I mean, with Ahame, that might be, you might have an argument where, yeah, technically it was a loss, but it wasn't like, she, if we came in a mutual understanding that it was just time for him to go on his own path and to be on his you know, own without his mother. And again, there's nothing preventing him from visiting his mom. That's Anyway, I don't get the lost both. And her actions have, you know, anyway, anyway, uh, to go back to the point of the review saying, and the message was beautiful, decide who you want to be, be free. But people mistake this message and more than anything, they were just kids. It's like asking a baby, what does he want if Coke or milk? the thing was yeah she asked once at the beginning when they were little kids but she wasn't expecting an answer no they like didn't just like be like one day like you know I I just feel like being a human for the rest of my life no it was like a it was a steady growth for both characters Yuki on her own decided she wanted to be more human she wanted to be human. She wanted to socialize. She wanted to go to school. That was her path. She learned that on her own. She discovered that on her own. And with Ame's, you know, like path, he on his own, you know, decided, I really feel connected with nature. And being, you know, with my wolf side. I want to be a wolf. You know, yeah. The mother asked them once when they were little. But she wasn't really expecting them. Like, it was more so she was trying to create the opportunity for them to discover what they want to be on their own. And that's that's the message. Like, for the parents, I guess, you know. I don't know. Just, you know. Let them, like, it would... It wasn't just a decision. It was a journey. Is what I'm going to say. But also again with the discipline. I just remembered. I remember. uh, Sorry. Hana disciplining. Yuki. When Yuki accidentally scratched. The. Shio. No. Soe. Soe. Yeah. Soe's ear. She made her be like. No, apologize. Like, that's some discipline. So, I don't know where you're getting this. But you... Okay, but anyway, the review finishes off with... I mean, what? Seriously? Are you going to ask a baby what does he want to eat? I mean... Sometimes you... Okay, how were you raised? Like, did you just grow up being like... Being told what to do with every decision, like seriously, what what is that? Like, 
I like sure not like a little baby, but when they get to toddler size, you can start asking them, "Hey, what do you want to eat?" You know, you know, give them choices. You know. And but anyway, the review concludes with, "That's why our world is failing. You know, falling apart." Just please don't waste your time watching this movie as I did. So, so this became a convoluted. Oh, this is why our world's falling apart is because parents and characters like this, because this movie portrayed had their own story with wolf children. What is this review? What is this review like? Seriously, I don't know. I guess thank you. Pilly FB one zero nine two for that review. That was something. I definitely did not agree with you. I think you're objectively wrong, but you are the you are right to your opinions. But anyway, that is it for this review or this episode. Thank you for listening. If you are listening to this uh, podcast on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, hit the like button or the dislike button if you think that I was completely wrong for some reason. I don't get it. And leave a comment below with suggestions or just friendly comments. Anyways, and also you can listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. And that is where also if you're listening on those platforms, leave a review. That will help. But anyway, this overall, yeah, again, this movie is beautiful. Please go watch it. That's all I have to say. And I hope you have a very beautiful day. Take care. On the next episode of John vs. Phil, let's go on an adventure in this highly influential tale of a master thief in a castle with a long kept secret. Hopefully we don't get caught. Catch you on the flip side.